I'm Hannah Croft. And I'm Ava Truckee, and this is Feed Me Your Stories. A show about food, pleasure, and community. Hosted by two best friends who don't have inside voices. Hi, Han. Hey, Ava. How you doing? It was, um... It was a rough go this week. Yeah. It's maybe a rough go in general. I mean, the world is, um... By definition, a rough go. <laughs> the, the world's the way it is. And so that's the end of the podcast. That's actually all, all right. We thank have you kids. for tuning in. <laughs> Join us next week where we will record our own panic attacks. <laughs> oh my god. It's performance art. <laughs> I would love to see like the display photo of that. Oh like, nope. Nope. Shut it down. Shut it down. Okay, anyways, we're just joking. We're still hanging Welcome. out. We're so glad you're here. We really are. to the externalization of our internal monologues. I mean, that's actually why people are listening to this, let's be honest. <laughs> is, like, it, is it voyeurism? Maybe. maybe. That's fine. See me. Anyway, me. Um, how was your week, Ava? Um, I actually, it was, the kids were home this week. In a lot of ways, it was like, um, I don't know, it was like familial. Mm. and soft in like some ways around my house I did a lot of cooking which I haven't done I mean I have Mm -hmm. but like nights in a row where I'm like I gotta cook for for my people or for my family um we also had like a really busy week but I found myself like carving out intentional time to cook for my people and like cook in a way that was more than just like you know rouse and like cooking because cooking feels good not cooking because everybody needs to eat exactly yeah and and I had the opportunity um my partner uh Anaya lost their mom um when he was seven and so we are a part of the unofficial dead moms club and I uh and it was his mom's birthday. And it was week. his and it was his mom's birthday this week and I I mean well, like what am I going to do? You're going to make a fucking cake about We're it. We're going to make a cake about it. Yeah, you know, obviously. and I feel like for for somebody that um knows what it's like to, you know, have a dead parent, especially a dead mom, um and not know her like I you know I feel connected to him in that way but also like I lost my mom a lot later Mm -hmm. in life and for like way like different reasons Mm -hmm. you know and so I don't know I can get you flowers and like tell you that I love you and okay bye but instead I like baked about it and I feel like as usual again as we do like that's how we show up for our people. Yeah. So, so I baked about it. Good. Yeah. That sounds nice. It was soft. I made, um, I was like, what's your, like, do you remember what your mom's favorite fruit was? It's like, no, I don't have any idea, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, so that's like in itself is like really tender, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like what a, and so he ended up, uh, reaching out to his dad and just texted me back uh, like several hours later and just said lemons. And I knew exactly what he was referencing. And I just was like, great. Got it. I love lemon. Yeah. And I do. And so I made, um, a raspberry lemon ricotta cake. It looked really good. It was so. You didn't bring me a piece. I know. Upset. I know. 
I'm so sorry. Okay. I still love you. I'll make it happen, I promise. I know. At any rate, um, that's just, uh, you know, we bake or cook our way through things in general. I know that that's like, you know, one of the ways that you and I have connected and loved on each other. But yeah, I did a lot yeah. of that this week. That sounds It nice. kind of maybe sounds like you did too. I did. Yeah. Yeah. How was your week? Um, it was a week, mm-hmm. you know, um, a whole ass one. Yeah. This one, um, my partner went back to work after two months of being fun employed, fun employed um, last week, which was cool. And also it was like a big adjustment. It felt like, like when we went grocery shopping yesterday, it felt like we were grocery shopping for the first week back to school. School, almost like experiencing a little bit of like Sunday scaries, but like in a kind of a different. You're like, oh fuck! It's like the beginning of a week, and yeah, like, like a large doing a scale scale Sunday scaries. Yeah. I think, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Liam went back to work, and um, I am just like very busy at work right now, mm-hmm. and I'm holding a lot of really heavy shit. Um, Because you're a therapist. Yeah. As one does. Yes. Yeah. And also, like, I'm in the process. I'm training to become EMDR certified, um, which is, like, a very cool trauma therapy modality. Uh, And I started doing some of it with clients this week. And I was just like, oh, my God, how how am I supposed to hold all of this? Like, this is so cool. And also, my brain's falling out of my ears. Like, this is such a powerful tool for healing and for, like, self-discovery and all of that. And the process of getting ready for it is just really intense. And, like, the idea of history taking and and going through, like, all right, let's walk through the timeline of your life and let's point out, like, the top ten things that have harmed you. Um, like, and then let me just shut the fuck up and hold that for you. Right. For a bit. And so it's just, like, it's really heavy. It's really exhausting. And it's also really powerful and beautiful. And I feel really lucky to, like, be in that space with clients. It can be a both and. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I've also been cooking about it. Um... And I, yeah, I also, you know, I'm a person with mental health stuff too. And so yesterday I was like, you know what? I'm really dysregulated. I'm really tired. I just need to like zone in and like shut out the rest of the world. And so I spent yesterday baking a cake and it felt really good and just like grounding to have, I was listening, I started a new audiobook. I'm listening to In the Dream House. Oh, cool. Which is just like, and Carmen Maria Machado narrates it or reads the audiobook. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, ugh, this is so great. And so I was just listening to phenomenal, like, queer writing and making a cake. Their and, writing is incredible. Oh my gosh. I feel like, yes. you know, I still am like kind of weird about audiobooks, but I feel like if, if any uh, book, if, if a book would read, you know, uh, through sound really well, I feel like that would be one. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, yeah, so intense week, but, like, capped it off with cooking really fun things, and... Uh, and it sounded like it was a bit... Tell me what you made, because it, like it was like a project bake, for sure. Yeah, it was a project bake, and I, I wanted it that way. So I made... It was a black sesame cake, and I made a passion fruit curd and then a Swiss meringue buttercream. And I folded a little bit of the passion fruit curd into the buttercream. Yes. Um, and it was really delicious. It was definitely a labor of love. Like, I think it, you know, 
It was a day-long cake. Yeah, I probably spent like five hours on it. Yeah. All day. And I was like listening to this audiobook, and then like as I was finishing the cake, my brother showed up. And I was like, here, eat this eat cake. Eat this cake. Right? Like, and it's really nice to just be like, all right, I made a cake. Uh, people eat the food. It, just eat it, cake, right? like, and just tell me that you love it because it's good. <laughs> tell me that you like it. <laughs> Validate me. I'm really fragile right now. <laughs> if you could just tell me that it was so good. You know what? Even yesterday, like, um, yeah, I experienced the same. I did not bake about it yesterday. I did cook about it. Um we're like busy folks Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um and there's like always plans like if it it is rare form if like one of us doesn't have for the most part like a pretty well mapped out week ahead you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. especially like weekends Mm -hmm. and so anaya and i were talking um we haven't just had like a very standard, what I think a lot of folks would consider to be a quote unquote normal Sunday together. Mm. It's been like a lot of adventuring or mm. being out of town or camping with the kids or right. being here with you. You know what I mean? Right. Like you it's, it's always like been a, a thing. Like a, a slow, like lazy Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. so uh, something that I walk through often as a parent is like, and I had this conversation with Anaya yesterday, when you're a parent, you have like the best of intentions. Mm -hmm. We hope, right? Right. Ideally. But, you know, so yesterday we were like, Hey, we're going to do like a slow roll out of bed. And then we're going to like walk to get coffee Mm -hmm. at our, you know, coffee spot that's next to the park that we take the kids and we're gonna let them like run it out for a moment um Mooney already starts school in like a week and a week and a couple days which is fucking wild to me Mm -hmm. and so you know she's jazzed and like we knew that it was transition day and so we wanted to go get her her first day of school outfit so we're like we'll go to the mall who wants to go to the mall on a Sunday anyways but who wants to do that with kids no but also, that's we're gonna do it again with best of intentions, wow, right? Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> um, so brave. And so, like you know, and and we'll get lunch out and about afterwards, and then we'll come home and like you know, y'all will rest. I will start making dinner, mm-hmm. and so yes, and yes, all of those things happened in that order. Mm-hmm. And like, was anything about it easy? No. Was anything about it, like, exactly what you envision it will be? No. Right. Like, I know damn well that I cannot, like, having a slow roll with a fucking two-year-old is, like, not it's a thing. It's not gonna happen. It's not a thing. No, it's so, not like, realistic. Mooney is at this age, she is almost, she's gonna be six in two weeks. I mean... She's pretty self-sufficient at this point. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of leave her to her own devices for an hour or so if you want to slow roll out of bed. And meanwhile, Maddox is like <laughs> terrorizing the upstairs. He's a feral child, okay? He's he's so, too. And then, you know, like we're going to the... And like, we can't actually walk. We have to like lay in the rocks. And, we ha- and so <laughs> it's just like this, you know, best of intentions, man. And like we did it. And I, and I just remember... You know, Anaya is so soft, as you know, and he's like, this can be hard and we can have like our moments, but it like, I still, 
I'm glad that I'm doing it with y'all. Like, I'm glad that I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we're doing this. By the time we made it to lunch, I was like fucking over it. I was like, I need to have a beer about it. It's fucking hot outside. I'm so done with these kids. Put food in front of them so that they can like be quiet for a moment. (laughs) Then there's a hornet like torturing the table. Like the kids are like shamble mountaining about it. And by the time we got home, Anaya needed to do like his fiddle faddly tinkering about and I needed to like tinker about in the kitchen. <laughs> and so I did um pork gyros and I made a tzatziki. I made like a cucumber tomato salad with a bunch of the produce that I got from the farmers market this weekend. Yum. Um I uh, was going to do like a lemon orzo, like a, a bunch of herbs, like lemon and, and dill and parsley. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Went to two different stores, could not find orzo. Ended up getting cassava orzo. I have an open mind. I am an open-minded kind of gal. I don't know what the fuck that was. I'm I telling you. I never buy anything cassava-based after two years in South America. I... Never, ever, ever. What? <laughs> it was a mass. I know. It's it, a blob. I mean, it's tapioca. It was a mass of, yeah. like... I mean, and like you, I mean, like, I wish that you could see what I was doing with my hands. You can't, but Hannah can. And That's I... ridiculous. I literally... I just, like, looked at Anaya, and I was... He was like, I don't know. Like, texturally, it's kind of cool. It's, like, soggy, but it's also, like, crunchy. And I was like... <laughs> I kind of looked at him for a minute, and I was like, all right, let me, like, put some olive oil in this and see if I can't, like resuscitated a little bit and then it just like formed into this like weird and blob it, and then it's something that you laugh about and you're like oh my gosh this is a huge nightmare no and thank you and like no thanks and so I already <laughs> had rice in the fridge that was cooked a couple of days ago and I was like all right it's rice lemon herby rice because I fucking can't with that yeah. and you know like so I got and I was like hot and done right like I I didn't want to cook about it, but at the same time I did. And I knew that that was like one of the things that I could do. You knew it was going to make you feel better. Yes. Like I needed to like pull myself back into my body while also like being of service in that way to my family and like making sure that they put like a vegetable in their body. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, we just kind of like joked about it at the end. I was like, wow, what a relaxing Sunday. And also (laughs) welcome to life with children. And he's like, it was hard and it was also great and like here we are and we're just like doing it and I was like wow you're such a good sport because you know I could do with less of that but okay yeah you know anyway we're cooking about it we're cooking about it as we do which is like kind of the way that we approach like big heavy things and that was kind of what we were thinking about as like our focus for the show today is talking about the way that we use food as like a tool to cope with hardship and like challenges and like get back into feeling like ourselves yeah um do you remember when you said like can you like vividly remember when you started doing that mm, i think i feel like it was relatively new or it's relatively new for me like i know that pandemic vibes Yes, and, like, I know that my family could always tell that I was, like, in my feelings when I was baking, but, like, it wasn't as, like, intentional as it is now. Right. I think, um, I really think that coming back from South America and having, like, a very different relationship with food after that. why were you in South America? I was in the Peace Corps. 
I feel like we talked about this last week. Did we not? It's okay if we did. But maybe people don't listen every single week. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, so I was in Paraguay for two years, and, like, food was just something that... That was the the singular way that I connected right. with folks. And, like, one of the things that I said that I wanted to keep for myself when I came back from South America was, like, being a good neighbor. Yeah. Um, and my neighbors, like, really, really took care of me. And the the number one way they did that was food like if somebody knew that i was sick they were at my house with chicken soup right. and like granted it probably wasn't very good um because it was like some old chicken that they had like killed the day before that was kind of rubbery and weird but it's still just like that act of love really like that was like my biggest takeaway from south america right. um that and um a lot of parasites but <laughs> And that you don't want to fuck with cassava anymore? And that, yeah, well, and in, we call it, we call it mandioca in Paraguay, and then yuca in the rest of South America, so, whatever. Um, but sometimes I miss it. Do you want to eat, like, no. yuca fries? Uh, I'll eat yuca fries. Um, but my, anyway. Um, <laughs> put your, put your ADD away. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like, that was my favorite part of South America, was, like, the way that we connected with folks was via food. And so if I wanted like people to like, if I wanted people to come to an event, like, a, you're like, I'm a feed you. There'll be I food. Would be like, there. There'll be food. Um, or if we were celebrating something or if we were sad about something, like it was always, always, always food. Yep. And I think that was like probably the one thing that I was like, I'm going to bring that back to the U S with me. Um, and I totally did. And, you know, when I, now when I'm like, okay, when you have a bad day, like I was raised that when you have a bad day, you go to the ocean, but now I live in Colorado. And that's not and an option. Not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like when you have a bad day, you cook about it. Yep. Um, and, and when you have a good day, you cook about it. And when you're celebrating, you cook about it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but specifically I think food as like a love language in times of like difficulty which seems like not the right word but adversity sounds like I'm writing a college admission admissions essay yeah. so I can't figure out whatever words are hard words um, are hard but you get it but yeah I, I've just been thinking a lot about the ways that I have used food as a way to like connect with people when connection feels really hard yeah. or as a way to like dial into softness when softness is really hard to find yeah um and i think that specifically has been like a focal point since the pandemic hard really yeah. i think that similarly you know when you start doing it or especially with like project shit and you're like before you can name it right before you're like i'm intentionally doing this because it's better than being fetal Right, right. Um, I, I really started doing that once I became a stay-at-home parent after Mooney mm. was born mm -hmm. as a way to try to, like, smooth the edges of, like, my very strained and rocky relationship uh, to her dad. Um, it became somewhat of, like, a yes, I love doing this, but I'm like hoping that if I do this, 
that you will like see me or, Mm -hmm. you know, and so I don't, again, I don't think in, in, in those moments, I necessarily really realized that I was doing it in, in that way. But when I had a miscarriage in between Scarlet and Maddox, I had no idea what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you are a parent to a toddler, you know, being fetal for days on an end, option. yeah, is not, you know, like I needed to be upright and doing. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it, it, it was nice because it was, it was like a, a way for me to like experience like respite. Like I can go to the kitchen to be right. by myself, yeah totally. but I also could like include my toddler in on something. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how like biscuit making was born. I made biscuits like every fucking day mm-hmm. for like weeks on end right as like a means of as a means of coping yeah and um yeah I mean that's now I'm I'm grateful for it all but experiencing and being able to name and kind of pinpoint what it actually looks like to be really intentional about like I have this like energy that I don't know what to do with or sometimes I don't have that much energy but like I still need to like do or create or have my hands on something. Mm -hmm. It feels good to be able to name that and be like I need to make fucking marinara at 10 p.m. because I have big feelings. Yeah absolutely yeah and I think especially because right now there's like so much struggle across the board right like when I was kind of like sitting with the different stories that I wanted to tell about like for this episode I was like okay well there's there's COVID stories there's um like anything post 2016 right there's dun 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 there's Roe being overturned there's like everybody's mental health being in the absolute dumps there's like loss there's all of these like really hard big scary things and I think because we have just been like shrouded in ugh but over yeah exactly over the past you know especially the past two and a half years but you know more than that right um it's like how many times are you gonna ask like what do you need right now what do you need right now you're just gonna like shut the fuck up about it and (laughs) instead I'm gonna say okay The thing that I can offer you is food. Like, I can say, you are having a time. You're going to come to my house. You're going to sit at my table, and I'm going to feed you congee. And I've been there, can attest, literally had to roll up and be like, feed me. Because if you don't feed me, she ain't eating. Right. (laughs) Like, when, you know, people in my family have been, have had, like, some scary shit happen over the past year. And when I don't know what to do or when I don't know how to help and they don't know exactly what they need, like, that's my first, that's my go-to response is, okay, well, even if it's not, like, I'm going to come and cook you an extravagant dinner, it's come to my house and, like, be in my kitchen. And be and we'll, communicate. We don't have to talk. Right. It doesn't have to be a thing. It's like, not like a fucking dinner party. It doesn't can, have to be elaborate. We can put a movie on and you can, like, cry and cuddle my dog and I will... Throw cheese its at your face. No, I'm, I'm not going to throw cheese at you. Would throw cheese at somebody's <laughs> face when they're sad? I wouldn't. Yeah, I would not. I would be a low fan. I'd be like, here's but, your appetizer of chucked cheeses, and also <laughs> I'm making you dinner. Um, but it's even just like 
you know, the, the day after Roe was overturned, we all showed up at your house and, and we got takeout Thai food because we didn't know what to do with ourselves. And we just like sat there in silence and ate. Well, and I think too, <laughs> I, at the end of the day, it is right. Like similarly to what we started talking about at the beginning of the episode of like, you know, you gotta eat, you know? And right. So, I mean, like you, sorry, are you cooking to sustain or are you cooking from, you know, joy, pleasure, sadness, grief, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever the case may be, food will always be, has always been, uh, yes, it's a privilege to have access to Absolutely. it in the ways that we do to food. Um, but it is like, we gotta eat, you know what I'm saying? And so that day, yeah, remember we were like, I want to take the kids to the Capitol. Like I want to be with my community. I want to sit in this. And then a couple hours pass and all of us were like, "Mm, no, like I, yes. And like, I want that. And also like, I don't, none of us had the spoons that day. It was just like fucking grief. And that's what we did. Yeah. She's right. They brought Thai food over and a bottle of wine. And we literally, sat there and I just remember I remember Mooney asking like why are all the grown-ups sad <laughs> and I mean it's but like it's good for her right. to like it kind of experience we had, that. yeah we had a really good conversation I was like you know what like some people who think that they're in charge of other people's bodies made some decisions that are really scary for grown-ups and hopefully like we they won't be scary for you because we're gonna fix it and she was like, okay. All right. And she just kept eating she her like, anyways, Yeah. She's like, okay, great. <laughs> Good talk, Auntie Han. Anyways. But yeah, I don't know. I think like food is a really powerful tool. And obviously that's like literally what this whole stinking podcast is about. So I'm a broken record. But um, I don't know if you guys noticed, but we're probably going to just like talk about food mess all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's your, when you are... So, okay, scenario. I'm ready. Somebody who you love um, has, like, a meal train started. Maybe they just had a baby. Maybe they had surgery and they can't cook for themselves. What's, like, your go-to? What are you going to cook for them? Okay. If anybody knows anything about me, um, I don't have linear answers. I wish I did. I wish that I could always... Oh, see, because, like, I have my go-to. And I, like, and here's the thing is this was, like, a running joke in my previous podcast of like there for for a person that is as a straight shooter as I am I do not have like one liners I do not have like this is my answer I'm like what's the context what season are we in how many people am I cooking for are there allergies I mean I understand that you would ask that too but um it's I would say like fall winter um is probably going to be like marinara and meatballs that Mm -hmm. I like freeze separately Mm -hmm. so you can like vibe about it in whatever way that you want to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um summer is harder I think because like you're not like going like I love um there's a, a Vietnamese beef stew that I love so much and like you ain't serving that to people when it's a hundred degrees outside, you know? And so, but what I do really like doing in the summer is Samin's roasted chicken. 
because it is the chicken. This is a Samin Stan podcast, <laughs> just in case anyone is and wondering. We're actually just going to change the title of the episode to "It's the only It's the only roast chicken that you need" because it is true. It is true. It's the hill that I'll die on, actually. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I really do like to do that mm-hmm. and then give them options. And so, like, do you want to? Can I bring like salad makings for mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And do you want to do that? Can I make you a chicken salad with it? Um, but yeah, because I've, you know, like we need cold options too. Mm-hmm. You know I what agree. I'm saying? I agree. Um, yeah, I feel like that is, th- those are, I could keep going, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut the fuck up. What's, what's yours? I want to know yours. Um, wait, is it kanji? No, oh, it's okay. chicken parm. Shut up. Yeah. Really? It started as a thing. So I always knew that my mom had a bad day at work when she was making chicken parm. I love that. Because she would just like whack be pounding on the fucking breast with yeah. the frying pan. Yeah. Like I would like come home from swim practice and she would just be like Hurr! And you're like, Great, I'm and gonna I actually was, stay out of the kitchen. And I and that was okay, maybe that was where I learned that like you could like move through feelings via food. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she knows that she was moving through feelings via food, but that's okay. We just said a bee boo um, <laughs> to the connecting. Uh, I'm healing intergenerational trauma every time I cook. <laughs> Oh my god, but wait, we are. Um, but so chicken parm for me was like I remember this one time when I was in high school, my one of my good friends, her mom had surgery and my mom was like, "All right, we're going to make them chicken parm." And I was like, and it like became this tradition and it was this year that like this same family like had like four different surgeries and it was like this running joke that was like okay how many well, times can you eat chicken well, parm? Well, at least every time I have surgery, we get Jones chicken parm. Um, I would just like to let the record show that, that you haven't eaten the chicken parm. Mm-hmm. I know because I literally only cook it in times of like tragedy of like devastation. Yeah. Um, but so I would like, yeah, chicken parm is my go-to sad girl chicken parm, sad girl chicken parm. I use the same recipe my mom uses, Shut up. um, but my mom, because chicken parm was kind of this like, um, spur of the moment thing that yeah. was like she needs to make chicken parm right now she always used um like classico jarred sauce yes. um and i the only difference is i make my sauce from scratch because i love making a sauce so like I, I think i think making a sauce is probably one of my favorite things same. um but like there was again like hard shit happening in my family like last fall and I called my brother and I was like, come over, we're making chicken parm about it. You know, and he was like, what do you mean we're making chicken parm about it? Yeah, and just you, shut up and eat he, he comes to my house and he sees the chicken breast in the frying pan. And he was like, oh, we're making chicken that's parm what we're doing. about it. Got it, got but yeah, it. Got if it. somebody has surgery, if somebody is like, you know, in need of like a meal train situation, my go to is chicken parm. That being said, I feel like all of my friends have um, summer babies. Yeah. And so, like, that's, like, what I think of now when, when I, you know, we're in our 30s. When people have a meal train, it's because somebody birthed a human. Yeah, seriously. Um, and my other go-to is, like, a like a build-your-own taco kit. Yeah. And I'll do, um, Kenji Lopez Alt has this really delicious, like, Peruvian chicken recipe with, like, a green sauce that, like, for me tastes, like, like that's what I make when I'm homesick for South America. Yeah. Um, and so I will do that with like tostones and like a big, 
um, like green salad and good tortillas and like lots of different like pickled onions and jalapenos and things like that. That's so funny that you brought him up in his recipe because ironically enough, and I wrote about this, this was my first published uh, essay after, after I had my mis- miscarriage that was actually it was an asada recipe mm-hmm. um and i ma- i've made like steak tacos mm-hmm. forever right mm-hmm. but i was like fuck it today like i like I don't know. Sometimes even for a girl that doesn't necessarily follow recipes, like I want to like, what, what are y'all doing? You know what I'm saying? And so that was actually the recipe that I had on my phone. Um, I had to like leave in the middle of cooking dinner for my family to go to like a very standard prenatal appointment mm. and I was making these tacos with his recipe mm. and I was like okay I'll be right. so I have like all of the shit like still on the counter all right. of my niece is still on the counter everything's like in little bowls I got stuff marinating and I got home like two hours later and I you know like I'm I'm pregnant but I don't but have like not. a living yeah. thing in me anymore and I just remember like I will never forget like looking at that recipe and being like Have fun ordering pizza. I'm going to bed. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And then they did. And they ordered pizza. And they still... Have you have you revisited that? I haven't. And I was thinking about that. You know, like, I'm not a stuffer, as you know. Um, I mean, I did for a long time. But in terms of, like, stuffing feelings... I really honestly thought that you meant, like, stuffing, like, like... You're not like a person who does like stuffed chicken breast or something like that. I'm not a stuffer. I don't I really like, like a. I was like, I know that you made stuffed shells like two weeks ago. I don't really like a roulade. <laughs> also, what the fuck does that have to do with literally anything right now? No, I don't anyway. like stuff my. Like, I don't stuff my feelings. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for some reason, uh, no. Um, and I, you know, like I have, I have baked the fuck out of that piece of my life. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I have cooked and baked my way through that miscarriage up, down, and sideways. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm hella good on that recipe. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, (laughs) it feels like dark cloud vibes. (laughs) No, that's fair. It kind of feels like bad luck vibes right now. So I'm like, "Eh." yeah. I, I get that. I don't think that I have, like, made, I don't think I've made, like, steak taco since. Yeah. And I didn't. To this day, actually, I have no fucking clue what happened to that fucking steak, <laughs> to, like, any of the shit that was on the counter. I wonder if people in my house were just, like, like into the garbage. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah. Maybe I need to, like, make steak tacos about it. You have a grill. That would be... We yeah. Should, we should, uh, we we should can, grill about it. Let's grill about it. All right. I'm, you know, I still maintain that I'm afraid of fire. Um, I know you do. That's why me and Anaya come over and, and I grill. I just always feel, um, I always feel bad when everybody else is working on the things in my house. Okay, well that's weird because I'm going I'm to start telling you that when you're watching the children. Okay, all right, <laughs> fine. That doesn't make um, any sense. But yeah, my my fear of fire has like definitely diminished over the years, and I think part of that is like. Being in the kitchen. With cooking. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to open the fucking oven, Hannah. I know. And for you have the, to take stuff out of it. Yeah. I could not um, open an oven on my own until I was like 16 because I was so afraid of fire and heat. 
Um, and then I couldn't light my own candles until sophomore year of high school. Honestly, I couldn't even like light my own joint when I was like 25. Do you want to do the irony in all of this? <laughs> Everybody is that these two pals that love each other so much and have created this big queer family vibe. One is like horrified of fire and the other one is like an accidental pyromania. I managed to accidentally burn a large portion of my house down when I was 15. Yeah, and I, I also come from like OG wildfire, wildfire. country. Yeah. So I mean, for, for, I am saying I'm kind of dragging myself for somebody that has burned down a large portion of their home. You would think that I would have like a little bit more discernment with fire. Um, and I'll never forget when Anaya and I first started dating and I had left a candle burning you guys shut up don't tell people that i left a candle burning for a little bit it's fine it's contained in glass mm, that's not true and the okay. look of, the look of shock and horror on his face he was like sorry what excuse me <laughs> I was what like, are you doing and i was like what and he's like you need to blow that out and i was like oh my god why are you hollering at me yeah uh that made me think though even still with that night the night that i accidentally burned half my house down uh that was like you know, strangers that I had no idea who who they were, like fed us pizza. You know, it was like, a, I don't know what to, the fuck to do with you. You just lost all of your belongings. Mm -hmm. Eat about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. And that's exactly what like we're talking about. Yeah. Here we are. It's a yeah. During moment. The, the 2017 wildfires in my hometown, my parents were like, we don't know what to do. Come sit in our kitchen and just eat about it and eat food. Right. Like my best friend here was her childhood home was one of the first to burn and it was like okay there's literally nothing I can do like you can't get on a plane right now we can't go home right now come to my house I'm gonna feed you like every once a week for like a month after that I would ride my bike down to Union Station but where she's where she worked nearby and we would sit at those little picnic tables outside Union Station and we would have lunch together yep and I would, like, pack a lunch for both of us because what else do you do? I mean, I think And I'm sure that, like, people who are listening to this are like, well, here's a laundry list of other things you can do. And that's great. If, like, whatever works for you to, like, move through we gotta, we gotta, tragedy. We talked about this last week, right? Like, you have a fucking tool belt of shit that you can access. And also... And, and mine is all kitchen supplies. Big same. Yeah. Yeah. There's other tools in there, but also, like, that's my go-to. And I like it that way. Yeah. Same. Sometimes I like to walk about it. Sometimes I like to lift heavy shit about it. But most of the time... Yeah, I most, mostly I want to go to the ocean about it. But again... That's also not an option. Can't do that. I can take you to, like, the Union Station splash pad. It's mm. a <laughs> no it, for me. Is it the same? No. <laughs> no. Just no. No, that's just a no. It's not the same. Um, but yeah, that's food. Food is... It's cool. I like food. I like food, too. <laughs> what a vibe food is. And if you're yeah. not, I don't know. I think that, I think the pandemic, right? Like, I mean, there's been so many fucking stories and, like, whatever of people finally accessing, you know, pleasure through food or, like, experiencing what it feels like to move through grief and hardship through food and mm -hmm. with food. 
Um, I don't think, I think that this is a thing that is happening more than it was before. I think so too. And I, I love that for you. I love that for everybody. Yeah. I think it's really, I think it's exciting to see more and more people coming to food as like a space to process and as like a vehicle for processing. Um, like I'm excited that so many people want to learn how to cook for that reason. Yeah. Um, I think it it should be too. Like it's, it's, it's a, it's a, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's more than even a twofer, right? Like you're accessing creativity. Um, you're, you're able to like, you kind of have to sit in your shit, Mm -hmm. right? Like you have to kind of stay in it, but you also have the ability to also check out in ways, right? Especially if you're like doing like a project bake or like a project meal that requires like a lot of steps and maybe ingredients that you're not super familiar with. Um, you get to do a both and, right? Like you got to stay in your shit, but you also get to like, I don't know distract and and sit in in a different way and I think it's also like holding giving yourself permission to kind of hold the duality of like wow things can be really really hard and tragic and and shitty and also like you can make something delicious and beautiful at the same time and I think right now culturally it's really easy to get bogged down in how fucking shamble mountain everything is yeah yeah um and being able to say okay everything's a disaster and also I made this beautiful meal for my family or like I learned how to bake bread or literally yesterday. Yesterday was hard and sweaty and it's just like a very big realization that like best of intentions and also my kids are fucking young and so like it's just hard, you know, but at the end of the day, like I can put everybody at the dinner table and like have music on and we can just like be together Mm -hmm. and like chuckle at like, wow, that was fucking hard, but like here we are. Right. And we I made think, it and we did it. I think it's a really, I think food, like cooking is a really good practice and like a dialectic and being like, okay, yes. And it's a, it's a big time salve vibes. You know what yes, I mean? Absolutely. Like it's not going to fix everything. And we know that we can't fix everything right now, but within this container of like a meal that I'm making for people who I love, I can tap into like feelings of satisfaction and comfort. And like, if I'm lucky also joy. And you can also like smooth some edges. Yeah, and then, you know what? If it sucks... I was going to say, what if if it's it's garbage? We should do an episode on fucking garbage. (laughs) Kitchen nightmares. Kitchen nightmares. Um, If if it sucks, if it's a a nightmare, then ideally, okay, this is not what I do, but this is what I aspire (laughs) to do. This is what I would love to do is laugh about it instead of being fetal in the bathtub. Um, I'm absolutely a fetal in the bathtub So my big same. Um, (laughs) When I, like, mess up a meal, I, like, oh, my God, this is the end of the world. I put so much, like... Oh, I throw shit. I... Cry, cry my fucking it. eyes I throw out. a hissy fit. But what I would like to do is like, like ha ha ha. My what a good learning curve. My my higher self is like, <laughs> ha ha, that sucks. Let's go get pizza. And no, I'm not. But we haven't gotten there yet. I but hope you I, know what? I hope that's, to experience that someday. It sounds like that's what we can talk about with our therapist oh, this week. Oh man, add it to the laundry list. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, stay tuned for. Um, big kitchen nightmare vibes yeah if you have food that you love to cook as like an act of service for others or if you have kitchen nightmares you want to share please or if you want to just like tell us that we're funny 
or you want to tell us that we're really annoying, but then give us a kiss on the forehead and, and say it's okay. You can do that. Um, you can you can do that. How can people How can people contact us? Well, here's the deal. We need to. Uh, we're processing out loud right now. Yep. Uh, we need to uh, make an email about it. Right. <clears throat> but in the meantime, you can slide on into our DMs. Yeah. You, uh, can, you can find Hannah at the Pleasure Centered Therapist. The Pleasure Centered therapist all on one Instagram. word on the instagram on the gram and then i'm at ava trucky slide on in there yeah tell us about food that feels like a hug or a tell time, us the time that you fuck some up real bad yeah let me laugh about it since i'm not laughing at myself <laughs> about that yet all right all right um well um i'm gonna go have a cup of coffee about it and probably eat more of the food that you made this week so great right. um liam's in the kitchen making donuts I'm so let's stoked Let's see what he's processing. (laughs) Okay, bye. Bye, bye.